0: All right, thanks everybody for tuning into The Shore Thing. Here it is May 22nd, Orange Shore, here with Ryan Silva. Uh, lots of stuff today, this is kind of a grab bag uh, show. We're going to talk about the Brady, uh, Tiger Woods, uh, Phil Mickelson, and Peyton Manning match a little bit. Uh, Horace Grant came out with some stuff on The uh, Last Dance, kind of echoing a little bit what I was saying, so you get... Into that, Cowboys making some news. Alden Smith is reinstated, and the Dak Prescott negotiation, uh, contract negotiations ongoing. And then we'll find a little bit of Paul Pierce, uh, as well. I also, uh, I have a game of the week that we could propose at the end of the show. Cool, yeah, we we dropped the ball for for this week. That's fine. (laughs) Um, uh, but. Ryan, here we are, May 22nd, and uh, pop the champagne. We are uh, reopened.
1: We are. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, you know, we're, we're back to, well, bars, 25% bars are open now here in Texas. Restaurants can go to 50%. Uh, yeah, things are, things are starting to, I guess, look up if that's the way you want to look at it or, you know, whatever way you want to look at it, things are reopening. So uh, exciting times, been cooped up. You know, too long. Uh, it's still kind of a bummer. My gym is open. You have to do. You have to schedule an appointment, which isn't bad. That's cool because they have plenty of, of, of available options. But you have to wear gloves and mask the entire time you're working out, and that can pose a problem for those that need those of us that need a little bit of cardio in. Uh, because you know, as we know, those masks masks aren't uh, the easiest to breathe in.
0: Yeah, that's got to be tough doing cardio. The gloves, I'm not surprised about. Gloves like are think,
1: fine, but see the one thing that doesn't make a hundred percent sense to me. I don't remember if I went over the the stipulations before, but they're doing you you. I don't remember how many exactly people can schedule uh, a workout time, but you work out for an hour, and then after every group leaves,
0: they shut they down and clean it up. Yeah, yeah, and they that. clean it.
1: But that's so like if they're doing that, I don't see why the the gloves and the, the gloves fine. The mask, I don't see why that's super necessary if if you're desanitizing everything. Every hour on the hour, um, but you I know, guess they
0: just want to be cautious. For matter. sure, yeah, they want to cover
1: their own butts, but you know, which I can't blame them for. But it's uh, it's a little tough, so
0: you know, and
1: it doesn't—they don't have to be medical gloves, just any full finger gloves. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, it's
0: uh, we're we're Anybody, here. Are you doing weightlifting and golf clubs
1: yet because they don't have any gloves. They're just out there. Rolling <laughs> I football. haven't seen golf clubs. Um, I have seen batting gloves, and uh, that's I, honestly I was thinking about doing the batting gloves or the uh, the the wide receiver gloves. Uh, kind of looked like a hardo
0: doing that. I uh, thought about doing that, but uh, hadn't pulled the trigger yet. All right. Um, uh, that's pretty funny. So this week, uh, we had, over the last couple of days, we had the Merido Tournament 2.0. Yeah. Uh, 82 guys in the field, of range, all from, like, class of 2022 high schoolers to, like, your PGA Tour pros out there. Wow. And they kind con- of... Yeah, they kind of did the pairings. So there would be, like, a pro, a college guy, and, like, a junior in the same group. Or if there were, like, two pros, they'd throw a junior in the group. So the junior would play with someone, um, like, a tour nature Mm -hmm. and things like that. And, I mean, these kids at these ages... Just throwing darts? Like, we, like... It they are so much better than when, like, obviously, they're way better than me when I was in high school. But, like, when I was in high school, we had maybe three guys in the area four guys that were like, Wow, this guy's like a stud. Uh, it was Speth, Cody Gribble, uh, Anthony Pellucci, and I think this Landry last name he went to LSU. Um, but like, now I mean, these kids. Are like everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is this kid is uh the first day I was in the group with Jacob this guy's name Jacob Sosa, he's 16, he lives in Austin, he's commit to uh UT. And he was hitting it farther than the Tour Pro in our group. Really? I mean, this guy, oh, these guys just just bomb it. Like I remember the guy had like 270 in on a par five, and you gotta land it kind of at the front of the green or mm-hmm. a little short and have it run up probably like a 250 shot the pro was hitting like a hybrid like a a hybrid or like a wood mm-hmm. the other guy hit like a three iron in there and the pro's like he's hitting three iron holy smoke like he was shocked he threw and he hit it there like to the green yeah it was i mean he couldn't he needs to work on his putting because he missed a handful of short like four or five footers for par and we were talking we're like he just needs like, his dad's a high school coach and I was catting for him, and they were like, you just need to go work on your putting for, like, four hours a day for the next, like, two months or whatever, and you'll be, like, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this other kid was, like, the thirty. he was, like, the 80th ranked amateur in the world at, at 16. Dang. Next day, and Ryan Palmer was in the group, and he was, uh, he beat Ryan Palmer uh, yesterday, or uh, on Wednesday. And I mean, he was short game was incredible. I mean, it was, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's cool to hear the pros talk about the guy, like the mm-hmm. kids, because like some of the guy the members or whatever, they had a guest walking, they'd be like, "Oh, who's this kid?" He goes, "I don't know. He's like some junior kid. He's like, I guess he's ranked pretty high in the world." But he goes, "This kid's got game. Like serious game here." Yeah, it's always um, cool
1: when like you know when when it's a young up and comer like that, whatever sport it may be. And guys that have already made it in that sport, like that's how you know that you're good. You know, what I mean, when guys that have already made it are talking about how you're good now or how, you know, hey, keep working and keep doing what you're doing and, and you'll be there because they, they know what it takes and they've seen other great players around them. And So, you know, like I said, if, if a pro is talking about this junior and he's like, yo, you work on your putting for four hours there in the next few months and you keep on that grind. You're going to make it somewhere that, like, like, that's how you know. You know what I mean? Like, mom and pop or mommy and daddy or, or you know, aunt and uncle can say how good you are. But until guys that's, that have done it say it, that's when it's true, I think.
0: And I felt, like, repetitive. The one kid, Luke Potter, on on Wednesday, uh, he was the 16-year-old, 80th-ranked player, the amateur. He made some, like, up and downs, like chip shots, that I've, like, are automatic bogeys for, like, pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he put him to like feet and like we get up and down and I said it to him like six times. I was like, I sound repetitive, but like those were like amazing shots. (laughs) I mean, I'm just I'm like, I've been here since 2017 in June. So going on three years. I was like, those are amazing. I mean, I wish I was taking video and saying like, hey, this is what he did from here. And a kid 16 like it was Unbelievable. A little different than the videos you were taking yesterday? Yeah, yeah a little bit. A, <laughs> a little different of the video. I mean, but I was in Jordan, so I was in Jordan's piece group yesterday. I'm not getting too much into how he played. But he was getting out, outdriven. So obviously he, not very well? Look, his, his iron play was flawless. Uh-huh. I mean, he's throwing darts. It's just the same problems he was having when he was, when he was on tour. He just, his drivers was causing issues. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think that that's right. Like, that's the same thing that's going on. But, I mean, he hit another flag stick again from, like, 140 out. Like, an insane shot just hit the stick. Um, I mean, he was flushing every, pretty much every iron shot. And that's the thing I don't understand. Like, how we could be, like, his irons, he hits it so, so good. Mm. Like, the difference in his irons to his woods, I was just like, I cannot believe that, like, he hasn't figured it out. But I shouldn't say, like, yesterday was probably one of his poor days because he's been the last time he played as a marker. He shot a couple under, and he like played pretty well. So I think yesterday was a little bit of an anomaly, but it's still there. But, like, he hits his iron so, so pure. I think they said last year was, like, number two on the PGA Tour in ball striking or something, like top ten in the world and on the Tour in ball striking, and that has not left him. But yesterday, he played with three juniors. One of them's at Trinity Christian, Randall, Fotaj, And this other kid, Tommy Morrison, he's 15 years old. He's 6'9". Jesus. Remember, the guy is a behemoth. His brother is 16. He's like 6'8". Um, this guy, Tommy, he's like the number two ranked junior in the world. Mm. Um, and, I mean, they, they were hitting it past Jordan a bunch yesterday. Uh, but these, like, junior golfers, it's, amazing. it's unbelievable how far they hit it like that they've just changed the game and like if you're a guy in your 30s on the tour like holding on like it's kind of hard to lose your card but like holy smokes it's gonna be really well if you think
1: about it uh how are you know like like look at the nba what's the nba doing you know just chucking up threes and so the guys coming up that's what they're working on and then you look at the pga you know dustin johnson obviously tiger is always real long uh, you know, a lot of guys, there's a lot of big hitters that started coming up uh, along in the, in the tour. So what are kids going to start doing? Well, I want to hit it long too. I want to hit 350. You know, I want to stretch it out a little bit. So I think we're going to start seeing more and more of that. You always see the game kind of evolve. Baseball went from, you know, hitting it the other way, hit and run. Now to what? Just drop bombs. Everyone's just swinging from their heels and, and trying to pull the ball, things like that. Get that perfect launch angle pitchers what do they want to do they want to throw 101 you know so yeah i think that that's cool that you literally see the evolution like you personally you Warren, see the the evolution of the game going on with these juniors as you're watching it
0: yeah yeah but the thing is like golf you just hit it far but you need to do all the others like you need to be able to putt like oh for sure i mean yeah yeah like, no putting doubt Is almost more important than hitting it uh, putting is more important than hitting it well they always free. say you drive for chicks putt for checks oh or drive for show putt for dough there you go um but there's this kid at Pepperdine. I can't remember. Drive for
1: ass, putt for cash. Just
0: made that one up <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, uh, yeah, but no, it's it's <laughs> like I was listening to something the other a podcast. I don't know, a couple of months ago, and they were like, we haven't really seen like the first golfer that's like six foot eight or six foot nine out there. Like, yeah. you know, what I'm talking about like the guy yeah. that like we don't have that. Well, it's coming because there's a mm-hmm. kid at Pepperdine who played in this. He's up for the Haskins Award. Um Dwayne? No, no, no. He's like, oh, I could, it's like Shahid, uh, I can't, let me pull it up. Um, he's like six foot eight, and I was, he was playing in front of us a couple of the days, and the kid just bombs it away. Scotty Shepherd didn't win, though, yesterday. It was Brandon Wu. He's a standout from Stanford. I think he's going on the Corn ferry Tour. The kid's a stud. Um, but, uh, hold on, the Haskins Award watch let's see it it's uh i should have had this ready i didn't think we were going to get this deep into the evolution of the junior golf game um right here we are here we are uh they just announced the finalists yesterday one of the guys i caddied for was a finalist cooper Dossi. Uh but um but yeah no. it's it's that's the last like and the winner, Brandon Wu, They they were supposed to give the money, or not supposed to. They were playing for like the charity of their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was not another like caddy money, thing. right? Not going to the caddies. This was for them playing in there. Uh, ch- okay, so the kid from Pepper 9 I was talking about is Sahit uh, Tigala. He's like six foot eight. The guy swing looks like Tony Finau's. Like that's who I thought of when I when I was like watching him play, and he just. I mean, he nukes it.
1: Hopefully, um, his ankles
0: are a little stronger. They, they look. He's he's got some tree trunks his legs. So like, oh, okay, so he's not like a, he's not like a like a Sean Bradley out there. Like he's got some some size to him. Oh yeah, no, he's he's yeah. And to the Tommy kid, the fifteen year old, he's he's a big boy.
1: You know that. That's another thing too. You know, we might start seeing a uh, guys hit the weight room a little bit harder. You know, Tiger Woods is kind of the first guy to really start taking that you know to the next level. And then obviously now we see Brooks Kepka and, and and Bryson chambeau he's kind of doing that, but then taking a little bit of the scientific side to it too. So you know, the, I think the well, game of golf is
0: Bryson. He's got yeah, he's got jacked. Yeah, he's got a six pack. Well, six pack, but he's like <laughs> all he's talking about is ball speed, like two hundred mile an hour ball speed. Yeah, like, that's what is, I'm saying. So that that's another way this game is evolving. Yeah, but I think Bryson's a little crazy on what he's doing. He might be taking it to the extreme. Um. We'll have to find out, though. But Colonial, look, everything at Colonial should be a go in uh, June 11. Uh, so no fans, though. Not even going to have bleachers up on the course. Hmm. So definitely going to be a different look um, out there. But it was a good, it was a good tournament uh, that got done at Merido. So that was fun. All right. So we'll get into the Cowboys here. Do you want to – since we're on golf, we'll just stick with the
1: – Yeah, yeah. The,
0: we'll stick with the match coming up on Sunday. It's on TNT. It is uh, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods, heavy favorites against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady at Medalist Golf Club in Jupiter. Uh, so I was hyping up some of last week. Didn't it translate great to the TV. I think Medalist will translate better on TV. Did a little satellite Google Earth today. think it translates a little bit better on TV. Mm-hmm. Um but Justin Thomas is going to be an on-course reporter, so that should be pretty fun. Uh, all the players will be mic'd up. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it should be good. Here's the thing about the matches. Like, I if someone's like, are you going to bet on the match or anything? I'm like, no, I'm not going to bet on it. Because the thing is, Phil takes these things so seriously, it's like the guy that's like not as good as the other person like takes it so seriously so they can have the bragging rights on it. Like, Tiger wants to win, but he doesn't care. Yeah. Tiger's got... 15 majors. He doesn't care. Like Phil, this is something to hold over tiger. Mm-hmm. Tiger can hold everything in his career over Phil. And then Phil will come in with the, Oh, well I won the match or I won that. Like tiger doesn't care in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. He wants to win. So they're like, are you going to bet? I'm like, no, I'm not going to bet on this because Phil is like, like, saw, yes. He said they, he's playing that. I heard someone tweeted it out. They said, that Phil's playing 36 a day, just getting any action he can take right now. Like, he just wants to play a ton of golf. And that's why, like, I will not be shocked at all if Phil and Brady win, just because Phil's like, Foster I'm this way. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's tough.
1: Like you said, yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. There's always – uh you know if you're if anybody that goes plays hoops at, at you know at your local gym or local uh, community center there's always like that that 5 foot 3 guy that just wants to handle the ball the entire time and chuck up threes from half court cuz he wants to make up for for any deficiencies he might think he might have uh i mean shout out to our short kings you know no disrespect but that's usually what happens um i think it's going to be good stuff um i'm looking forward to it uh you know, after, after, if, if we could have seen this coming, I think it would have been cool if we could have lined up MJ being in this somehow, kind of a wrap up. I know everyone's probably at MJ fatigue. I think you're probably getting there. Um, uh, but, you know, if we could get MJ in here somehow, just to have like, you know, three of the best athletes we've seen in the last 30 years, uh, or excuse, well, three of the best athletes that are non golfers, obviously, uh, and, and, you know, get some of that kind of that angle. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I hope, I hope it lives up to what, we're expecting. I don't think anyone's expecting it to be spectacular. No one's expecting it to be super crazy. But I just hope it's fun. I hope it lives up to the fun that we're that we're expecting. So uh, that that's all I'm looking for. If it's good golf, if it's bad golf, I really don't care. Obviously, I think it'll be more fun if it's kind of bad golf and they can kind of chirp each other a little bit. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, it's kind of a it's it's definitely appointment programming, and I can't wait to sit down and watch it. But like I said, I just whether it's good, bad, good, good golf or bad golf. I just hope that
0: it's as entertaining as
1: everyone wants it to be, and as as we're building it up to be.
0: Well, I think it will be. So on No Laying Ups podcast, they had the executive producer on, and he hinted that they're going to have some fun stuff out there. Um, they're going to try and not talk like over the players, mm-hmm. like when they're talking to each other. But it's also like kind of hard because like they kind of have to call the stuff, and like the players could just talk like whenever they want. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you could be mid-sentence and the players talk. And are you just going to cut off your, like, what the guy's doing? You kind of have to finish what you're saying or it sounds like you're incoherent as a broadcaster. Um, But, like, they said they're also going to have a couple of guests, like, call in. Um, But he said no guest as big as last time. So I assume that means the president's not going to be calling in. Um, I thought you meant Bill Murray. Yeah, but no, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're going to, I think they learned the lesson of like how to do an interview in this type of thing. Like, I think they might call uh Fowler in, like he might call in because he plays a, in the Fame Tuesday money games with Phil. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you might, I think he might call in. I think you might see guys that play with, play with Phil on Tuesdays a lot, like Colin or something like that. Um, that'd be, it'd be cool if they made this like a series, you know, I mean, obviously real golf is getting back, um,
1: but it would have been cool if they could have kind of put this together a little bit quicker to where they made it like a series like, you know, this time it's 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 Phil Brady, uh, Tiger and Peyton. And then next time it's, you know, whoever, you know, uh, Jason Day, uh, Brooks Kepka, and, you know, two other pick your other two athletes, you know, if they kind of did something like that, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's I think it's going to be a good time.
0: Yeah, there is. I also saw some bets that they said you could bet who's closest to the pin on, on like, two of the par threes. Tiger and Phil. Tiger was plus 125. Phil was plus 140. And then, like, Manning and Brady were, like, plus
1: 400. The fact that Tiger and Phil are plus money is kind of wild. I mean, I could see Phil being maybe, like, plus 125. But give me Tiger, like, minus 100 or something like that. That's kind of shocking. I like him each But I'll take plus money any day on him. I think he you know, you want to talk about favorites. I think he's obviously the odds on favorite, but even more than, uh, than uh, what they're handing out. Yeah. But I
0: think it's just like one shot. Like you don't like,
1: right. No, no, no.
0: Like, I don't think anyone at minus minus one ten would take tight. Like there would be, but I don't think the like, there's no value there. Yeah. There's no value. So people will be like, Hey, the, the value anyway, on all these is on Brady and Peyton, just hoping Mm -hmm. that they, Fall into something? Yeah, get <laughs> get lucky on I do mean, think they're like six handicappers, so they're not, like, they're not terrible. Mm-hmm. So they're they're solid golfers. I will, but do you think uh, do you think Brady's gonna wear a Bucks hat or anything?
1: No, I, I bet you he wears some TB12
0: stuff though. Like, do you think gonna it's be... gonna be like the the Bucks red? Like, do you think it's the red and brown Nah? And I don't I don't think so. Yeah, he, I think oh, of course, does Tiger go black that. and red. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's Sunday. He's yeah, not- I know. That's what I'm saying. Of course, he has to. It's on brand. What about the fuchsia? Is it'll be a? He's like, he's mixed up his red over the day, over the years. Um, the gradient fuchsia. I liked that look for a while. Um, we'll see, but it should be. He'll he'll have the red on. It's Sunday, like he has to. It's not. <laughs> that's who he is. It's Sunday, and he's playing golf. He has to. He has to wear red. I would it's love like to a... see him
1: walk up to the first tee wearing the green jacket. How great would that be? That would be very
0: funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, okay. Do you think Brady's gonna like bring his rings out? Nah. When you I have six so? of them, when you have six of them, it's it's old hat. Okay. Well, that I mean, yeah. Okay. I was just I was just uh, I was just wondering. I wonder like what what bits will be done. You're right. Uh, uh, but all right. Yeah. That's that's uh, Sunday two o'clock three Eastern. Who you got? Uh, uh, I like, I think Phil's going to win. Okay. Just because, like I said, I think he cares more. Mm-hmm. But I want Tiger to win. I, I'm not a Phil guy, so. Yeah, yeah. Same. And honestly, I don't really care. I just want it to be fun. Yeah, same. Um, but all right, the last dance Some cleanup going on here. Horace Grant uh is firing back you could say at the documentary as early on it came out first couple episodes when they talked about the jordan rules book by sam smith jordan accused him of uh being the leak uh in that book because he had a good uh, relationship with sam smith the author from the uh, chicago tribune and he said uh i it's a downright lie I was not the I was not the leak, this and that. And then he says, if we have a if we have a grudge, let's settle it like men. We could talk it out or settle it the other way, which, hey, that might be a good pay-per-view. A little rough and rowdy action. Yeah. And then he said him and Jordan were good friends, but they haven't talked for like three years. So obviously there was a little falling out between Horace and Jordan didn't really get into it, but. You did mention, like, the Charles Barkley thing. They've been friends for, like, 20, 30 years, and then he criticizes him once about, like, being an owner, and, like, Jordan doesn't talk to Barkley anymore. Like, that's the weird thing about Jordan. It just seems like he's so sensitive to the criticism. It's, like, I mean, you saw him. He read everything. That's another thing we didn't talk about in the documentary. He was reading the paper and the sports page every day to find out what people were saying about
1: Imagine him growing up in the or playing during the Twitter ages. I oh, mean, he was Kevin,
0: Kevin Durant. I
1: was just about to say, just about to say, he took the words right out of my mouth. That might have even been worse than Kevin Durant. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is crazy. I'd see, I, I didn't know what the Barkley MJ thing was over. Um, I didn't realize it was about uh, uh MJ being a bad owner or you know, having some some miscues as an owner. Uh, but you know, you, you look at Barkley and even like his relationship with Shaq and even him and MJ when MJ used to come on uh uh the tnt show um you know they they joke around and all that so i don't know why mj would take that to heart i also saw i don't know if you saw the story that if horace grant had a bad game michael jordan wouldn't let him eat dinner or something yeah, like that
0: that's in the that's in the, that was in the interview
1: yeah and there that i don't believe that at all i mean horace grant was a big dude he's a big dude now uh, i think he had a little extra help to do it nowadays um, but, uh, I mean, there's no way that a grown-ass man is going to tell another man, hey, you're not eating dinner because you played like you didn't play well. Like, there, there's 0% chance that's happening. Either A, Horace Grant would have started throwing hands, or B, he would have been like, you know what, I'm out of here. I can't play with this dude, you know, something like that. He might have pulled a, a Gilbert Arenas and, and, you know, pulled out the Glock on him or something. But it, it's, it's just crazy how, how Michael Jordan can be so great but so sensitive about but literally anything
0: and- – no, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, but I, I just wanted to finish up by saying, I mean, maybe that's what adds to, to his edge or what, but maybe this is what he meant by saying after the documentary, people aren't going to like me because some of the stuff that comes out after, because now there's reports that Scottie Pippen is livid with, with Michael Jordan because of how he was perceived in the documentary. So, you know, while, while Michael was trying to put his best foot forward to make himself look good, it was 100% at the uh, mercy of others. And maybe this is what he meant by, you know, people aren't going
0: to like me after this documentary drops. Um, so I definitely could see that uh, because why would they even bring up in the documentary about Scottie Pippen, like not going in the game? This is not a Scottie Pippen documentary. Yeah. Michael Jordan wasn't even on the Bulls team then. Right. Like, why was that even brought up? Because – that had nothing to do with Michael Jordan. It was Scottie Pippen and Tony Kukoch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh I was reading a story, I think it was this one on ESPN the Horace Grant recap, but it was like I don't some I think they asked Horace, they were like, What's the relationship between Scotty No Tip and Pippin as he's known now on the golf course? Oof. Um and uh Michael Jordan. And he was like, I don't know what their relationship is, if they talk or anything like that. So who knows? It seems like a lot of these guys that you would think, like when they all say we're like brothers for life when you win a championship, it doesn't really seem like that happened um, with the Jordan team like now. Yeah, I mean, I think that,
1: I I would agree with you. Uh, Obviously, you know, somebody could say, hey, brothers fight. Brothers, you know, get into arguments. But I think when you're going through the battle, you know, when they're in their playing days in the 90s and you're just in the trenches, like you're going to take some stuff that you wouldn't take normally, right? You guys have all your your eyes all on the prize. You're trying to win that championship. You're trying to win that ring. And so you'll put up with some extra stuff. But when it comes out after the fact or – or when you're not in the trenches anymore, you know, you're back home, uh, just trying to live your regular life, and then some of this stuff starts coming out. Especially nowadays with, with social media and how everything gets spread and how one little light of a match can turn into a giant flame, you know, in no time. Uh, guys are more hypersensitive. I mean, we've, we've seen this throughout the last 10 or 15 years with guys that played in the 90s. Oh, these guys couldn't play in my era. It was too tough. You just had to hand-check them. You just had to play some rough defense. So for whatever reason, these guys in the '90s are already a little hypersensitive to things, and they, you know, flash forward. A guy like Horace Grant—is he ever going to be considered one of the best to ever play the game? No. Is he considered a pretty good player? Yeah, absolutely. Same with Scottie Pippen—he's considered one of the best to ever play. You know, he's in that top 20, top 30 conversation, whatever you want wherever you want to put him. So now, now we're talking about legacy. Now we're talking about how guys are remembered, especially with this documentary. A lot of people we mentioned last week hadn't seen uh, any of this footage, didn't know anything about these guys and now their first taste is a bad one. I mean that's that's how I think Horace and Scotty Pippen are going to be pissed because not only are you tarnishing a legacy to some that already knew him, but now this is the legacy for others that uh, this is their first time hearing or watching Scotty or, or Horace Grant play.
0: Yeah, and that's why he called it the so-called documentary. Did you know that? Mm-mm. He said it's Horace Grant said this is a I call it a so-called documentary. He goes, it's I call it that. He goes because uh, SD Portnoy and Curtis Polk were, are two of the executive producers and they work for Jordan's production company. Yeah. So he goes, Look, just connect the dots. We know Jason Ayers, the director, but, um, as we said a couple of weeks ago after one of the things, the director was stunned that Jordan let him keep in a couple of things that were like weren't even that bad. It was about the Steve Kerr fight. Um, but I, th- I think it's interesting. That's like the biggest fallout I think is going to be like we still might see it with the teammates still going on and how that is uh, – how that's going out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. This this might – like I said, it might be more so – it might hurt Michael Jordan more so in his personal relationships than it has his, his perception by fans, uh, which I think is probably what people thought he meant when um, – like I said earlier, when he said that, that people aren't going to like him after this. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. He made his decisions. You know, he is one of those, you made your bed, now you got to lay in it, lie in it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think, like, I still remember Horace Grant is playing with him on NBA Jam, the guy with the goggles. Uh, I, you know, that's how I always remember Horace Grant. It's not like it's changing my mind about how he was or, or even Scottie Pippen again. The question came up today, and I don't want to get down this road, but how many rings do you think Jordan wins without Scotty?
0: I don't know. I don't know. How are you? I don't understand how you like ask a question like that. Like, who else is going to be on the team? Because everybody like, else but Scotty Pippen. So they never make the trade for Scotty. They didn't. Oh, so I don't know who they draft instead of him. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I wasn't around in that era. I don't. <laughs> how am I supposed to know. I don't know. All this stuff is so dumb. Like Michael Wilbon saying Scotty Pippen's a better player. Than Michael LeBron James. Yeah, Michael Wilbon worse. fell off the. Wagon years and years ago, he... oh, I know, but he's also a Chicago shield. So he's like all these yeah. The problem with sports now or this is ring culture has ruined sports It has completely ruined sports. Yeah Everything people only care about is the rings like that's all the debate. Well, he doesn't have this many rings He doesn't have this many rings. He doesn't have Okay Guess what? He's still a damn good player. He could be mm-hmm. that just be- because you don't win literally every single time doesn't mean you're a slouch or you're a bum. Right. Like there are a lot of other factors that go into winning, say in football, like there's only one. It takes really a team In basketball. Yeah. One guy's more, the most dominant, but like, that's why ring culture is just all. It's so bad. It is terrible.
1: Speaking of, uh, real quick while we're on the subject, did you see magic Johnson's quote about MJ and LeBron, uh, just like a day or two ago? Yeah. He said, he's
0: said this for a while i thought it's like if you're talking about like the best pure basketball player lebron james is probably the best yeah he said yeah. that multiple times oh see I,
1: this is the first time i'd seen him say that and that was after we just talked about it you know last show or, or or last friday um so i thought that was pretty interesting that you know that's you know a common belief out there which is you know it wasn't it wasn't groundbreaking i'm not trying to make it that way but um, I think that's where people need to start looking at it. Is is if we're talking about good players or the best players that ever play the game, you have to look at them as players. You know, kind of like what you're going off of, like rings. Yeah, rings are great. Obviously, that's what you play for. But I don't think that's the end all be all for for arguments.
0: Agreed. So like Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be considered an all time great because he only won one Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. Right. But he went to the Super Bowl once, so he's like. That's just a knock on his like thing. Like he's not. If the of...
1: Saints don't recover that outside kick, is Drew Brees you know not gr- yeah. not a great quarterback?
0: The guy holds like every record out there in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, no, that ring culture is terrible, and we could get into this. Since we're on basketball, Paul Pierce, this man, he is the big, he is the biggest fraud. An overrated NBA player in NBA history. I'm willing to say that. This man was garbage. I don't want to say garbage. He was with the Celtics. He could not do it on his own. Yep. He was about to get traded. But then Danny Ainge saved the day with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. And he just kept the same. And now he thinks he's like a great because he won one title. And went to two finals. The guy was a good player, but he's acting like he's like... Top 10. Yes. He's a bum <laughs> compared to these guys. Like, he has the most overrated career. I'm, I'm serious.
1: Oh, I agree. I always... I agree when it comes to his career. He couldn't do it by himself. He couldn't do it until he got KG, uh, Perk, Rondo, and Ray Allen there. Uh, you know, he had some decent runs into the playoffs. That team... Before Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett specifically got there, they were winning like 20 or 25 games. Yes, You know what I mean? And so one of his quotes just the other day was, LeBron can't be considered one of the greats because he's hopped from team to team. He said he's never built up a franchise. He's Excuse me?
0: To not build Excuse a me? Yes.
1: Yeah, first of all, the Celtics have, have the most championships of any team in the – or who has more? Them or the Lakers? I think it's the Celtics, right? I think – the, I don't um, – they're, they're, they're one and two. So either way, either way, my point is the Celtics were long established before Paul Pierce came along, long established. Well, well okay, continue, and then I'll, I'll say something. So, so let's that. start there. He, he didn't build a franchise. Did he join a franchise that had past greatness and, and, you know, played well for them and then eventually won another championship wearing that uniform? Yeah, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's like saying Troy Aikman or Emmitt Smith built the Cowboys franchise. No. They they already had established greatness and had won previously. Derek Jeter did not build the Yankees franchise. You know what I'm saying? I could go on and on. Secondly, I'm pretty sure LeBron James took the Cleveland Cavaliers to places they had never been before, whether it was his first tenure or his second one. I don't care that he left in between. So what? He helped build the Cavs franchise to a play, and took them to a place that they had never been before and, and won a championship in a city that hadn't won one in, in 100 years. You know what I'm saying? So that statement alone is asinine. Secondly, I live my life by one statement. Never trust a guy that pooped his pants.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Paul Pierce. Um, but the thing about Paul Pierce, okay, first of all, the Celtics. I also think we need to talk about the Celtics. Like they have the most titles. Yeah. 17. The Lakers have 16. Okay. Also, the Lakers have lost 15 NBA finals. They're 16 and 15? Yes. Wow. That's impressive. 31 appearances. The Celtics have 21 appearances. And then the Warriors have 11. Well, wasn't um, it Magic like 3 and
1: 9 or something like that in the finals?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he lost in, yeah, I, he lost 83, 84, 89, 91. Was he still playing in 91? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he lost. So he lost five. Yeah, because 92 was the dream team. So, yeah, he was still playing 91. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, and then he won in, yeah. Well, he's lost at least uh, four. So Maybe it's three and four. Maybe three and nine was okay. kind of a But the thing about the Celtics is the teams that have won, a, have these same NBA championships, They've won two, they've won one title since 1987. Yeah. So their last one was in 86, and they won one in 2008. And that's it. Mm. Like, the Mavericks have one. The Heat have three. The Pistons have three. The Spurs have five. The Spurs have five. The Bulls have six. (laughs) The Warriors have three. The Raptors have one. The Raptors have won. (laughs) The Cavs have won. The Mavericks have won. The Lakers have won, like, six or seven. Like, they are, the Celtics, if it wasn't for what the people did in the 50s and 60s, what Bill Russell did, they'd be borderline irrelevant. Yeah. Like, all, all their, like, worth as a franchise was built in the 60s when there weren't that many teams around. Shout-out Cleveland Browns. Yes. <laughs> and they didn't get moved. That was the Browns problem. They got moved. But they are, like, borderline – like, they've done nothing. They made one other finals. That was in 2010. So they've been to two NBA finals since 1987. Or they lost in 87, so three. They're they they're, they're practically like a joke. Yeah, they've had some good runs, but it's like the whole Celtics thing, I just don't get. Just because yeah. you have the like, – yeah, they built up all their worth when when guys were working three jobs to play in the NBA. And that's a, the Paul Pierce thing is like insane. And did you see this tweet? It was LeBron, Paul Pierce, LeBron isn't in my top. So the quote is, and then the stat is, LeBron dropped 49 on Paul Pierce, 45 to- Twice forty-three, forty-two, thirty-eight, five times thirty-seven, twice thirty-six, eight times thirty-five, five times thirty-four, four times thirty-three, two times thirty-two, three times thirty-one, three times and thirty points twice. And that's from the LeBron Factory Twitter account, which I don't follow, but I saw the tweet. And I say, and he ruined his jersey retirement ceremony when the Cavs had just made the trade to get Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson went into Boston and what. the floor with them by about 30 and the game wasn't close.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I could agree more. I, I, I used to like And I, I say this, you know, like Paul Pierce was one of those players like, Oh yeah, he's nice. Like he's good. But the more and more this guy gets removed from his career, he's, I feel like he's trying to turn into like a skip Bayless, you know what I'm saying? Where he's just trying to say stuff. So he gets some run and get some publicity. And I think that is honestly like tarnishing his playing career. He is the best player that he has ever seen in his own mind. You know what I'm saying? Like he, It's like guys have to – like you have to have that self-confidence and the ego. I get it. No doubt. No doubt. But let's have a little bit of realism. You know what I'm saying? Like Paul, Pierce, Paul Pierce is teetering on the Dion Waiters line of, of just madness. You know what I'm saying? And just stupid un, – un, uh, what, what's the word I want to look for? Like, like undeserved credit to himself.
0: Yes. No. Paul yeah. Pierce's
1: nickname when he played was the truth. The truth is, look, bro, you weren't that good. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. And yeah, yeah, no. And also, he played on three teams. We didn't even mention that. <laughs> he yeah, that's on three true. teams.
1: Yeah, the Celtics, Nets, and Clippers. Four. The Wizards. That's right. Oh shit, I forgot about his Wizards. Four yeah, te- that's right. Four teams. So that's that's more than LeBron. Yeah. So obviously, Paul Pierce isn't one of the greats according to his own uh, his own now, yeah. definition.
0: God, this guy fraudulent. What an
1: idiot! What, what an idiot!
0: Fraudulent. fraudulent. Give me Rondo over
1: Paul Pierce any day.
0: Give me. Let's get a book. I'll try and book him. Look we'll at Paul Pierce. On, <laughs> say it to his face. See if he can bring Marcus Smart with him. <laughs> well, Marcus Smart <laughs> might be quarantining in Flower Mound. You might need to take a drive over there. Let's go. I'll pull up with my gloves and mask. <laughs> All right. To so the Cowboys we go. Uh, they got in the news. Some good news you would I would think that Alden Smith, he is now uh, reinstated by the NFL, didn't really waste any time. And uh, I saw some tweets from the Cowboys writers saying that he's he's like never looked better. The the Who would have thought that Alden Smith would have never looked better? He's been sober for 10 months. They said he was been sober since last July and he's fast and all this stuff. And he's, he's back. I still don't know what to, if they, like, he hasn't played in the NFL in five years. Yeah. Like, what do we, what are they, are they expecting the guy who was when he left? Like, I think that might be a little ridiculous.
1: Absolutely. Uh, five years playing in the NFL is a is an eternity. Uh, five years, I feel like five years not playing in the NFL is even longer, because yeah, the wear and tear in your body isn't as, as bad. But we always talk about being in shape and being in football shape, right? Yeah, you can be in shaping and being cardiovascular shape, but until your body is used to that contact every single play every single time, I don't think that that gonna bode well for Alden Smith. I wouldn't be surprised if if he does. I'm not. A, I first off, let me start by saying I don't think they should expect you know 10, 12, 15 sacks from him. I think if he gets five or seven sacks, I think that's a great year, and I think that's a lot of production for for a guy that's been out of the league for five years. But I wouldn't be surprised if he goes down with an injury and is out for a significant amount of time. I'm not wishing an injury on the guy. You know, yeah. hopefully he hopefully he's overcome his demons. He's overcome you know his battles, and he is successful. Um, but yeah, I don't think that they should be expecting, uh, uh San Francisco 49ers Alden Smith, because that's, that's just going to be unrealistic. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be expecting the guy to replace Robert Quinn, uh, and some of these other defensive guys that you lost. You should be, you should be expecting, like I said, a, a handful of sacks. If you can get a nickel worth of sacks, I think that's pretty good so, you know, anywhere from five to seven, seven and a half, eight sacks. You're good um it'll be interesting to see how they use him if they if he just gets put in as the as the every down uh uh, end or or whatever but
0: to answer your question no they should not be expecting that um the other cowboy yeah i just before we get to the Dak stuff i just still don't know like like i think people might be hyping themselves up like the expectations are too high that it's like if he doesn't have like 15 sacks be like this guy stinks
1: Now, see, I will say that a defensive player, a long layoff, um, he can overcome that pretty quickly versus if it was like, uh, you know, a tight end or a wide receiver, even I guess you could put quarterback in that situation, but somebody that is going to be dishing out the punishment versus taking it, I think you can expect a little bit more from them.
0: Yeah. Um, The other Cowboys news, we're still waiting on the Randy Gregory reinstatement. That's some Cowboys news, but who knows when that's coming. Um, but the other stuff was the, the the Cowboys clearly leaked this to Chris Sims. Yeah. Clearly leaked by the Cowboys that Dak so allegedly turned down a contract of five years, $140 million. That's well, ran- 175 Oh, 175 Okay. Yeah. Um, which, okay, so the good thing about, like, the merito, like, I really wasn't in the weeds in the Dak Prescott stuff because I was – I was on my phone doing the scoring, but I really wasn't checking Twitter. Yeah. So I was, like, kind of catching up on this, and I was glad I, like, missed this when it was, like, going on. But, like, I'm not buying this for a second. I doubt that this contract got proposed. Really? I don't think this was proposed at all. No way.
1: Because they're saying the whole reason he turned it down was because the last year the contract was only going to be $35 and he wanted more than that. So, So he, uh... So Dak turned down a five-year, $175 million okay. contract. So it would have made him the highest-paid quarterback in history, but he was seeking north of $45 million in the final season of his new deal, which, which I don't think is wrong. I don't want to get ahead of us uh, if we want to build up to that. But if he's only going to be making thir- – I say only. If, he, if this contract is only paying him $35 million, he'd be doing himself a disservice. Well, yeah, also – Unless you're guaranteeing every last red cent of that $175 million – I got to side with
0: Dak. Also, but here's the thing where I don't think. I think Dak. Like, what about Corona? Are we sure the salary cap's going to be like as high as it was like previously? Yes. And like. Yes. It might even go higher after this long layoff and somebody, people are just craving sports. But I mean, I would be. But they've already signed like the TV contracts for this year and like coming up. So, like, they're not going to be making extra money on the TV deal.
1: Yeah, but, I, like, I, I don't know how or where it's going to come, but I guarantee you there's going to be some additional revenue somewhere. I don't but think they, it's going to be – it's not going to be in ticket sales. It's not going to be in parking. It's not going to be in anything that has to do, I think, with the game experience of going to the game on Sunday. But I guarantee you the NFL finds another way to pull in some kind of revenue from another stream of some sort.
0: Well, because they're definitely losing revenue on ticket sales this year. Yeah. I don't think there's any way they're having full stadiums. No. Um, no chance. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I probably, there's probably going to be more people that buy the Sunday ticket more than ever this year. Well, that's what my dad and I were thinking because we're like, there's no way we're going to a bar to watch the game in the fall. Um, we'll just have to buy the Sunday ticket. So, BBC? It's, it's done? Well, with corona going on, we're not going. I mean, come on. By, by October? By September? Second wait.
1: <laughs> all right
0: You know, like that's the thing now now now, we... now 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 wait Do, are they still doing the buffet i don't know first of all the browns backers called the red rocks last year it wasn't great to begin with it was bad. Oh, okay um if it was at fox and i sure we'd probably go but red rocks it wasn't great there last year um so yeah um that's where it but I th- maybe it's through the Sunday ticket, more people buying it, but you got to think they're going to lose some revenue. Like they're going to lose revenue some places. So it might, yeah, but
1: it'll probably balance out. You know, water always finds its level. I'm sure it'll balance out. I don't know if, I don't know if they see, uh, if they're in the, in the, in the, what is it? In the red or in the black, in the black where you black gain money,
0: you're, you
1: you're gain right. money. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's why it's called black Friday. Cause all the companies go from the red to the black. Right. Um, but, yeah, I just think, like, he's taking, I personally, I think he's taking a gamble by not signing any contract because of, like, the times we're in right now. And you don't know, like, what the, like, revenue could look like. But also, if he signs,
1: again, if he signs the contract right now because of what's going on right now, I think Dak three years down the road is we're either going to see a holdout or we're going to see, say he wants to renegotiate his contract because he's going to realize, holy crap, I could have been making Ten or fifteen million dollars more per year if I would have just waited. So I think the gamble, I think the risk is worth it, because you know everyone always wants to use Patrick Mahomes as the next uh, the next guy that's going to get paid. Well, guess what? He won an MVP and he won a Super Bowl by the time he was twenty five. Of course he's going to be caked up. But you know you add you look at you know maybe a guy like Kirk Cousins who signed thirty five million for three years per year, whatever uh, whatever that that contract was. If if he's a free agent right now, he probably makes. 35 to 40 million as well. Like that's just the going rate. We've said this a hundred times on this show. The market is the market on, on quarterbacks. And we're going to be seeing guys signing well, no uh, north of, of 40, 45, $50 million dollars per year in the next 10 years. I Why don't in the next five just
0: quarterbacks, just quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just quarterbacks, just quarter strictly speaking quarterbacks. Yes.
0: Um, yes. Cause there's no way. The, there might be a defensive player that makes 30 million a year. But, like, Miles Garrett, they're talking about, he's probably going to get $25 million a year. He'll sign the most expensive defensive uh, deal. Um, but also, the thing with Mahomes is he won a Super Bowl. He won an MVP and a Super Bowl in his first two years as yeah. a starter. Like, he came on the field and was the MVP. And then the next year, he won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So... And it was arguably one play away from possibly winning back-to-back Super Bowls. Or going to two Super Bowls. Right. I don't want to say one but going to two Super Bowls. Yes, he was pretty close. Um but I just I don't, like I don't, I'm not believing that was the deal the Cowboys offered. That's them I say maybe take 20 million off the deal. I think maybe 5 years for 150 is what they actually offered. But then that's only 30 million a year. He's already said he's not taking that. Well, I just think that's what they offered. Maybe it was 4 for uh, 150. I look, I'm not believing that. Why would, why, first of all, Chris Sims, how would he get that leak? Didn't he used to play for the Cowboys? Mm, maybe I know he's a Texas he guy. A swim here. I'm just not. This was clear, a clear Cowboys leak in my mind, so I'm not. Um, but Chris Sims is also
1: the guy that said that the Browns were going to trade the number one pick to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson,
0: which you know what? I don't think I might believe that or tried. They try, I don't I believe that. They even tried to trade,
1: but the Seahawks—or excuse me, but the Browns—said no.
0: No, I thought it was the Browns.
1: No, no, the Seahawks
0: offered the Browns, and the Browns said no. Oh, Okay, well, y'all look—I believe that. I could believe that. Um, I guess I could believe that too
1: with the Browns with the Browns leadership.
0: Yeah, I think John Dorsey was <laughs> so set in stone on wanting his guy. Yeah. yeah. Chris Sims did not play for the Cowboys, but he is. Uh, his only Texas connection is going to Texas. Yeah. Uh, but, all right. Yeah, no, I'm not buying the Dak stuff. So. Um, so, so, so
1: you, let's just, uh, so you think Dak, if, if this is true, five years, 175 million, you think Dak, it was a not smart move to take the money? 100%. Hmm. All
0: right,
1: I disagree. I think, 100%. I think, I think you got to make, I think you got to gamble. I think you got to roll the dice, see what happens. He's already
0: gambled enough. Why ain't he just, Keep on going. Exactly.
1: Just go full tilt. Just start chasing. Get that Midnight Hawaii game and lay the house on
0: it. Yeah, he's he's look. He's already gambling. Um, all right, so game of the week for next Friday. This is going to be on ESPN next Thursday night. Uh, it is Ohio State-Miami 0-2 National Championship game. What are your thoughts it, on that?
1: It, I, I love it because I remember watching that game live. And I thought Ken Dorsey, because uh, that was 0-2, so I was 10 years old. I thought Ken Dorsey was going to be the next Joe Montana when he got to the NFL. Really? <laughs> I don't know why, but when – I think he ended up getting drafted. The Browns drafted him, what, like the third or
0: fourth round the following year? Uh, he played for the Browns. I don't think they drafted him, though. Um, I thought um, they did because I was like, oh, this guy's going to be the
1: number one pick. I don't understand, like, what's going on here? You know he's the quarterback's coach for the Bills?
0: Yeah. The 49ers uh, drafted him. Oh, what uh, round? The f- uh, seventh round. Seventh round. Holy seventh moly. Seventh round in 2003. It play- was with the Browns in 06 and 08. Okay. So he was there for two years. Was with the Browns in 06 and 08. And then in 2010, his career ended as a quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts.
1: So so anyway, getting back to it, I remember thinking that like he was going to be the best quarterback ever because obviously if you're the quarterback at Miami who was the top team in the nation, why wouldn't you? But uh, that just goes to show how much ten uh, uh, year old Ryan didn't know. But I mean, I'm actually I'm down for that. that. Uh, right. Is that that's not Maurice Clarett, right? Maurice Claret was 06? No, that is Maurice Clarett. Oh, it is Maurice Claret? Yeah. Wait, wait, is that the Willis McGahey injury too? Yes. Oh fuck. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: I'm do it. Let's let I'm down. Let's do it. Uh, so, look, that's on ESPN next Thursday night. Um, so you don't even know to, need to go to YouTube to watch it. It's on uh, ESPN, I think the main ESPN on on Thursday. Uh, or, yeah, next Thursday night, 6 o'clock Central. Also, Sunday night, excuse me, for Monday is the Tiger Slam on the Golf Channel. Um, I'll send you a text to uh, remember to watch it. But Yeah. Uh, the Tiger Slam documentary. We are doing that. Also, I've seen reviews for the Lance Armstrong documentary. Have not gotten glowing reviews. Really? It is. They are saying that this is a obviously every documentary is to make yourself look good, but this is a full on, full on like, puff piece. Yes, yes. So fu- yes. But I saw one of the guys from, from All Full announcing say.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, I think I think uh, Lance Armstrong at this point he's one of those guys that. Um, He can't be redeemed. He went so far in trying to lie and disprove that he wasn't juicing or wasn't, you know, blood doping, whatever he was doing, that he's just the ultimate evil. Uh, um, You know, he he financially ruined one lady that that that's um, challenged him and said accused him of of blood doping. He sued her till she literally didn't have a dime to her name. And turns out she was right. Um, you know, it's, it's a bummer because Lance Armstrong, you know, all this stuff he went through as far as, as cancer and then the whole live strong thing that raised so much money for cancer. Uh, everybody in the early two thousands was wearing those yellow bracelets. Um, but I don't think that there's anything that could redeem Lance Armstrong. I don't care how good they make him look or how good this documentary might be. It's in my, in, in my opinion, he's just trash.
0: Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that maybe next Monday. Not this Monday, but the following Monday. Yeah, we're yeah, we're going to do the 4-hour wrap up, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll do that then. All right. Uh any big plans for uh Memorial Day weekend? No, uh we're just hanging out uh we
1: went and bought Jamie a car on Tuesday, got her, got her, her nice. official mom car, a uh, nice. little Hyundai Palisade. So we had to upgrade minivan? that a little bit. She didn't want the minivan? <laughs> she didn't want the minivan. Not yet. Uh, we got to wait on kid five and six before we get the minivan. Okay. And uh, so and then our dog actually, uh, Judge, our little puppy, he got uh, he, he lost the old boys yesterday. So he's he's kind of, you know, on the outs. So we're just going to be hanging around with him and, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. What about you?
0: uh no i'm i'm caddying today but i assume i'm caddying tomorrow or i'm available to caddy going out Um, to the bars on on uh saturday night you know i can't wait to get out (laughs) there uh just i mean i've been just foaming at the mouth uh to get back out there so you know i'll be out i i might go out tonight you know what i might just go out like Seven days in a row. Tonight, tomorrow, just going, on, just going on an absolute bender. Who cares? Who cares? Yes, I mean I can't wait to get back out there. No, I'm out. You know me. I'm obviously not going. Uh, I saw a kid complaining yesterday on Instagram because a bar got closed yesterday. First of all, they weren't supposed to open yesterday.
1: Uh huh.
0: He was like, already shut down on night one. Interesting. And I was like, well, they have 25%, more than 25% of the people in there. He goes, yeah, it's pretty credible. Obviously, it's going to get shut down. Yeah. I mean, they told you bars can lose liquor license. I think they're pretty serious about this one, though. Yeah. Like, like, like the hair salon, whatever. I think they're like, fine, whatever. It's a hair salon person. Like, I think they're pretty serious about bars. But who knows?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, that, I think that's uh, anything food industry related – um, things like that. They're pretty serious. It's, it's kind of crazy um, because, uh, you know, I, I was talking about uh, how the gym is, is they want, you know, the mask and gloves. Well, there's been a bunch of people that, have, that I've talked to where, whether it's my little brother, when he goes to the, the dermatologist or the dentist or whatever, they say a mask is required, but literally it's just to walk in the door. As soon as you walk in the door, they're like, yeah, you can lose the mask. And it's like, yeah. And same thing. We, he went and got his haircut. Uh, and his barber was like, yeah, you got to wear a mask. Um, you know, it's mandatory. And then as soon as he got in there, he's like, Hey, you can, you can pop the mask off. But his barber is wearing like one of those face shields, like the PPE face shields, uh, instead of a mask. Um, but, uh, so I think a lot of it people are just doing just to kind of follow the rules in air quotes. Um, because I know like this weekend, uh, a ton of baseball teams are traveling up to Oklahoma to go play baseball um yeah. you know and things like that but i think anything food related beverage related service things like that they want to be as strict as possible cuz that's probably where you're going to see the largest breakouts of of uh, corona if it happens again
0: yeah no it will be interesting to see in a couple of weeks when the testing or whatever what ha- how how this uh going on okay one final question so i was talking to brandon who's uh you know him he's yeah made said two words on the show before uh <laughs> he said they're going they there's one of their weddings they're going is still on like a 250 person wedding in july yikes would well, you go would you go to the wedding he was asking me this in july i depending on how
1: close i am like how close is he with the people i mean did he say
0: uh in the like his wife's the maid of honor Oh, then, yeah, you got to go. You gotta well, yeah, go. I know. I don't even know if I should be airing this out right here. <laughs> uh, but it was maybe— It's just a hypothetical. A- he, was go- he was planning on going the whole time. Just hypothetical. No, 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 no. It's, it's the question of, like, would you go to a wedding if you were invited? And I was like, first of all, July, maybe see how, it's, how, see how things are going. Yeah. But, like, I think if I went to the wedding, I'd wear a mask 100%
1: really like
0: oh yes
1: what if you're the only one
0: who cares i don't care okay the thing about the mask is it's so simple to do and it they've shown that it works so why not just wear one does it yes i i saw something that said like a mask like if you're wearing it your risk of getting it goes down like 70 percent 75 percent It's like the most simple, it's like the easiest thing to do. I'll only shop at Trader Joe's right now because you have to wear a mask in there. But you have to stand in line forever. That's fine. I got nothing else to do. It's not like I'm going anywhere. Hmm. All right, fair. And then I, well, so the only thing I'll do, I'll go to Walmart to get White Claws because they don't have the summer variety pack at Trader (laughs) Joe's. And at Walmart, when I was there last Friday night, 95% of the people were still wearing masks. Yeah. So I mean I'm like Walmart cuz th- people are going to legit be wearing masks there. Yeah. And then Trader Joe's. Like it's so simple to wear masks. I just don't mm. understand how why people Yes, it's a hassle. It's uncomfortable, but it's like the easiest thing you can do as a preventative to getting the disease. I just cannot. It just I can't read my brain why people are so like bullish on it. Like they're like, "Oh, I don't want to do it." I don't get it. Okay. So we don't have to get into it, but it might be team no mask. That's fine. Okay. So, what if this? What if they? So, the NFL says you can still, the only way you're going this year, we're allowing like, I don't know, 30,000 fans in the games. You got to set a seat away from everybody, like that whole thing. But you have to wear a mask to the game. Like, you have to. And if they see you take it off inside the stadium, like they will have security guards. Like, security standing at the bottom of every section, not at the top where you come in, but, like, at the bottom of every section, like, watching you with a mask. And if you take your mask off or, like, have it off for an extended period amount of time, you're kicked out. Would you go to the NFL game? Well, my question would be, what if I'm trying to eat a hot dog and drink a beer? Okay, so you can eat the hot dog, but it's got to go on, like, right after that. See, uh...
1: I, now, I, I don't know if I, I – if I say no, it's not because I'm not like, oh, you're invading my rights. I don't want to wear a mask if I don't yeah. want to. It's just more so of like I'm probably going to be uncomfortable for four hours at the game wearing a mask. So then guess what? I guess I'd rather just stay home and watch the game and have the full game experience on my giant TV and my soundbar and be able to live mask-free. You know what I mean? Like, Like if I can choose comfortability versus being uncomfortable for four hours – then yeah, I'm going to choose the comfortability probably nine times out of 10. Now, is it a playoff game? Sure, maybe I'll do that. But it's it has nothing to do with – it's just more so a personal preference. You know what I mean? And I feel like if, if you take other measures of sanitizing your hands, you know, I keep hand sanitizer – like I stay strapped with hand sanitizer. When wipes, I don't touch my face. I don't touch my nose. As hard as it is with allergy season right now, like I don't – I take other measures to make sure that I'm not – touching things and then touching my face and contaminating it. If I'm out and I'm running and get groceries or I go out in public, the second I get home, I'm taking a shower. My clothes are, you know, in a, in a designated area. So I think there's other measures that you can take to be just as safe. Uh, Maybe they're a little less safe, but also I know that I'm not going somewhere where I feel like I would be more at risk, if that makes sense. Like I'm not going to Dallas. I'm staying here in McKinney uh, or, or, or Princeton. well, well North of, uh, of Dallas County where we've seen the biggest outbreaks where we're at there hasn't been more than 30 I think uh, or 50 cases so again it's just personal preference It has nothing to do with with it has, it's nothing political you know we've, we've somehow turned masks and gloves and this virus into something political it's just more so personal preference and some of the things that I've read I know you have statistics to back it up but just kind of forming my own thoughts I just don't feel like a mask is super necessary
0: and my thing about—well, the, ma- the mask is also for the people around you as well, as we discussed this before. True, um, but if, 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 um, if, if 95% of people are
1: wearing masks, they're protecting themselves, correct? And then the other 5% know that they're not wearing a mask, so are they putting themselves at risk? Yes. But if those others are— And they could be
0: harming the other people, potentially. How? If they're wearing masks? Because not everyone's wearing a mask. Maybe somehow it just— It just maybe it gets stuck to their hands or like their particles get stuck to them or whatever. Right, but see, this
1: is this is my thing. If you're not wearing a mask, you know the risks you're taking, right? It's inherent risk. It's like driving without your seatbelt. You know what's gonna what could possibly happen. If you're wearing a mask, you're taking those extra precautions and you're protecting yourself and you're protecting others around you. You know. uh, uh, But if you're, this is see, this is the part that I don't get. If you're wearing a mask, you should be good, right? Theoretically, yes, you should be good. But what if it just happens? What, well what then it there... was going to happen anyway. Then it was going to happen anyway. Mask or no mask, it was going to happen anyway.
0: No, but it's it's shown that if like I said, there's a study that came out, if the mask you are wearing it takes down the risk 75%. So there's still a there's still a way where you, with the mask, it's not a, like you wear a mask 100%, you're not And you're it. good. Right, right, I understand that. Yeah. And and I and look, I understand the person, look, no one likes wearing the mask out there. I'm right. not saying I enjoy putting on the mask and going in the store and and the face getting hot breath and my beard just getting all hot and sweat, like all that. No one, no one enjoys that. No one enjoys wearing a mask. I think that's with with like that that goes without saying. I think this is what needs to happen. They
1: you either need to say, all right, everyone has to wear a mask everywhere you go. Or it's up to you. It's not not like Trader Joe's where they you have to wear a mask to go to Trader Joe's, but if I go down to Walmart, I don't have to. Like it's either but all or private nothing.
0: Company, private companies can make what up can make rules, whatever, however, however. Oh, they want. for
1: sure, for sure. And and I don't disagree with that right now, but I just think until everybody is doing the exact same thing, where this is gonna keep going on. You know what I'm saying until everybody is all in on either everybody wears a mask, everyone puts hand sanitizer on before, during, and after they're shopping or go out in public. Like until everyone is doing the same thing across the board. I mean, it's it's basic uh, uh, science. You know, your control variable versus your your uh, uh, independent variable. There's always something that's going to be changing. So, it to me, maybe that that independent variable is the mask, and you know, there's no control. If you're still wearing a mask and you're still getting infected, you know, I, like I said, I think it was going to happen anyway. Does it lessen your chance? Yeah, probably. But, again, just personal preference. I know, like you said, you know, nobody enjoys
0: it. but Like, if we went to work on Tuesday, I'd wear a mask. If we, they said you're back in the office on Tuesday, i wear a mask for the foreseeable future. Hmm. That's just me, though. Um, yeah. But, all right, we'll be back on Monday. We will do a Memorial Day. Uh, are you working? You're working Monday, right? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll come on time and a half from home. Like, stealing. Take us, to, take us to jail after this one. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll be back on Monday, recap the Tiger thing. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.